Hey, it's Annalie. And it's Logan. And you're listening to Popcorn Talk. This is episode three now, and we are talking about Toy Story 4. And uh, I'm honestly surprised that there yeah. are four... They managed to pump out four movies. Yeah, we're thinking the same thing you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was honestly kind of hesitant to even see the movie, because I thought I knew exactly how it was going to end. But right, I was pleasantly... Another, another moneymaker for Disney and Pixar, you know, but... I was pleasantly surprised. So, Annalie, why don't you give us a quick synopsis? Well, Woody realizes that Bonnie... And Bonnie, remember, she is the little girl that the toys went to after Toy Story 3. He realizes that she doesn't want to play with him as often and Bonnie decides when she goes off to I guess orientation day for kindergarten she creates this new toy named Forky and Forky is a spork that is looked out to be like you know this, this toy that Bonnie creates and that becomes her new favorite toy okay so she goes on vacation with her parents and Forky because he has this idea in his mind that he's trash right because that's his purpose in life he's a spork he, mm-hmm. he he's used and then he becomes trash so they go on the vacation and Forky decides to uh, to ditch the RV and Woody knowing how valuable Forky is to Bonnie goes after him okay and they find themselves in a town with a carnival and Woody finds Bo Peep. New characters show up. There's this doll with a broken voice box that wants Woody's voice box. She traps Forky. Adventure stuff happens. All the works, okay? Then Woody realizes at the last second that he has an important decision to make toward the end of the movie. And this is a decision that is kind of follow or hints is hinted at. Uh, throughout the movie and kind of follows him but it really he really comes to terms with that toward the end of the movie or mm-hmm. it has to face that at the end of the movie and it's a very life-changing decision that he right. has to make and uh and not that, like woody at all i mean the woody that that you saw in, in the first three movies so it's very different yeah it took me by surprise and i think that it's my favorite and least favorite thing about the movie but we'll get back into that later on in the podcast because that is spoiler city let's talk about the things that we liked so, first thing I liked that was different was Bo Peep. And she was very different in this movie compared to how she was in the first couple movies. Um, it was established in the movie that it's been nine years since she saw Woody. Basically, Molly, that's Andy's sister, grew up and was not interested in playing with her anymore. So, she was going to get rid of her. And Woody almost went with her, but he said, you know what, I love Andy too much, I'm going to have to stay. And so it's like, yeah, um, nine years go by and he finally meets her again in this town and at this carnival area. So that's really surprising. She's very different, though. She is way more independent. Um, she knows what she wants. She's confident. And she's a lost toy. She's been living off the land. And a lost toy is basically a toy that no longer has a kid. So they're kind of really self-sufficient they have to be to survive right also the character character design of bo peep is so much better than what it was in 1995 and i mean we could talk forever about the the work that pixar does with these characters with these movies but they they make bo peep especially more human like Mm -hmm. you know her expressions are beautiful and powerful and they relate to the emotions that that she's feeling and and in turn you can relate to these characters it's it's beautiful work that they've done yeah basically we can look at her face and kind of know how she's feeling and we couldn't really do that with her face design in the other movies as much so that was really interesting really nice 
Uh, just the animation in general is leagues better than what it was back in 1995. Right, and that just exactly, and out. that just shows the the work that Pixar has has done, and, and I mean, technology mm-hmm. in general. I feel like that's just that reflects the trends that we've seen, so yeah. and and how far we've come mm-hmm. since 1995. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but that was before our time. So. Yeah, and I mean, really, I think. It's just, it really says a lot about 3D animation. It says that it really ages way faster than 2D Mm -hmm. animation ever could. So Mm -hmm. maybe Disney should go back to 2D. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know. But So um, uh, another thing that we like, though, uh, moving on is is the storyline. Yes. I mean, I thought it was decent. I thought it was good. Yeah. Like, there was something a little bit interesting happening in this movie Mm -hmm. that they didn't really do much of in the other movies. Right. Right. Like... A toy could be created by a child, and even though this toy is literal trash and it's, you know, it's not going to last very Mm -hmm. long, um, a child can place more value on it than a really expensive toy. Right. It's a different dichotomy that they have going on, and, you know, and you don't expect it. And there's a lot of different adult-like trends and themes happening in in the underlying tale of the story, I guess, for lack of better terms, and... Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It just kind of hit you out of left, came out of left field. You didn't really see this coming because it's not, it's not like the typical sto- Toy Story storyline that you have. You know, it's, it's not toys trying to find their human. You know, or their kid. It's like they're trying to find themselves. Right? Aren't we, all of us trying to find ourselves? It's funny that a movie called Toy Story could have so many adult themes, right? And adult messages. I mean, and we don't mean that in a negative way at all. Like, I mean, these are things that everybody should think about. Yeah, and maybe it's they're trying to relate to the kids that grew up with Toy Story. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Now. Maybe they are. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame them. You know. Uh, so a couple of the themes that we really liked were loyalty. That's mm-hmm. always kind of been a big theme with Toy Story. You know, you've got a kid. You'll love your kid. The kid loves you. And you just got to be that kid's toy right. until they, you know, make that yeah, decision that's, that's that you like hope never purpose. comes. Yeah, that's their that's their purpose in life, you know. And they go out of their way to make sure that their purpose is fulfilled, you know. But then they don't talk about what happens after that purpose is fulfilled. They don't really. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what this movie did. It finally addressed that. Yeah. And we'll get back to that later. Um, another thing was self-acceptance. Sometimes you have to just accept yourself, realize mm-hmm. what your limitations are. Bo Peep knew exactly what she wanted. She knew what was best for her mm-hmm. and she knew what her own limitations were. Right, and she, she came didn't, in terms with that. Yeah. yeah. And she just was independent and Woody struggled with that. And a lot of the toys struggle with it, mm-hmm. but sometimes you just have to accept the fact that you have to move on, which is another like theme, is moving on finally. Mm-hmm. You can't just dwell on the past. You can't dwell on the negative facts of life. If you are, you know, if you've fulfilled part of your life, it's time to move on. It's time to move on to something else. And let's go into things that we didn't like. So, so there was a, I think there was one thing that we were not, we didn't necessarily not like it. We were just kind of on the fence about it. I feel like that was the kind of the vibe that we got was this whole theme with identity. You know, why, why do why do we belong to, to Bonnie, we as in the toys? You know, why why am I here? Is is being with a kid really my, my purpose in life, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, at one point in the movie, uh, I don't remember exactly how the question got asked, but basically somebody said, how do you know that you belong to the kid or how do you know what your destiny is? 
And um, Gabby Gabby, which is the antagonist of the movie who wants Woody's voice box, she said, obviously you're Bonnie's kid. You've got her name on your foot. And on one hand, I felt like that resonated with me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's because I'm an adult and I've had toys and I have literally like devalued it by writing my own name on it. That's how much I cared about it. Or if it's because I grew up with the movies and I understood what that meant. Right. But really, it doesn't say much, I don't think. I really... Like the name on the foot? I don't think it... Like, just that statement doesn't say much. I wanted... I don't know. So are you saying that you wanted more to come out? Because I I think we can can agree that the name on the foot is, is a huge symbol in this movie. Yeah. I mean, in the second movie, if you remember, um... When Woody was in the clutches of this one guy who wants to sell him to some company or museum in Japan because mm-hmm. he's worth, worth so much, they paint over Andy's name, mm-hmm. you know, and all of a sudden he doesn't belong to a kid anymore. He's is something that's worth money. Mm-hmm. And so I see what you're saying. No, okay, I see what you're saying. Because that means so much, they didn't expand upon um, on that meaning. They really didn't because we saw Bonnie's name on Woody's foot like once Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, I feel like just seeing something happen to that, like, you're exactly right. Seeing that get covered up is yeah. kind of powerful. Just saying it doesn't really do much for me. Yeah. But it still resonated with me because I knew what she meant. But for somebody mm-hmm. coming in, like, you know, a kid, if I, like, I was two years old when I watched Toy Story for the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're obviously not going to get that anyway, but. Right, like, I was going to say to be fair. <laughs> I mean. I don't think they're paying attention to no, the subliminal, I, subliminal messages in there, so. No, but I don't know. I thought it could have been a little bit better. Um, but that was really just, we were on the fence about that. Yeah, yeah. Comedy, though, that. This was, I, and you mentioned this earlier, this was definitely the first movie where they didn't have us rolling on the ground. Which, I mean, to be fair, in Mattoon movie theater, you probably don't want to move on the ground, roll around <laughs> on the ground, so, but yeah, a little embarrassing, I digress. But, um, yeah, like, I just didn't think that the comedy was that great um, compared to the first movie. The first movie, I, there were some jokes in there, and there was such a good variety of jokes. Like, there were some that were flat out obscure, mm-hmm. but they were just so ridiculous that they were funny. And then there were some that, you know, there were highbrow jokes and there were lowbrow. They were... Right innuendos but this one it was just like pretty bland um it, it was it was simplistic in in its deliver style and delivery very you know? simplistic um i thought forky especially it was very low brow like not much inspiration there at all and there was one joke that went on way too freaking long it was the one with the duck and the rabbit basically they were gonna try to sabotage um this the owner of this antique store which is where the antagonist lives mm-hmm. And they went, they like went through these scenarios so many times, and it, I felt like it took up five minutes. That five minutes lasted forever, though. Right, it just kind of took away from the whole movie and the the premise of the movie. You know, it just it's just like we don't. No, no, it wasn't as tasteful as you would think it was. It would be. Like, we don't need to be listening to this. Yeah, right and now. some of the some of the humor too seemed forced. Very you know, like. Like, they were just trying to fill something in there. Like, uh, we know that this part is supposed to be funny, but we're not sure how to make it funny. Exactly. Exactly. So. Um, it's almost like watching a show that just isn't funny that usually has right. a laugh track, and then right. you get rid of the laugh track, and it's so awkward. But we're not bashing them. I mean, we're not bashing Toy Story by any means. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's, it's no. fine. It's just, you'll be surprised. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. And 
Then that brings us to like the characters. Mm-hmm. So some of the characters that we grew up loving, like Bullseye, Jesse, Slinky, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, and the Piggy Bank, and even the aliens, we don't see them very much at all. I don't think we saw the aliens at all. Right. Um, and I think part of that is because for some reason, these past two movies, they've been wanting to introduce so many new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to at least kind of develop these characters, you have to sacrifice screen time for these other ones that we already love. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. I mean, yeah, even Buzz didn't get as even much, Buzz, yeah, as much screen time as you would think he did, which is really disappointing because I love Buzz and everybody loves Buzz. Um, so I don't know. I would have liked to have seen these guys. There were so many new characters in this movie. There were a couple that I really liked. I, I liked the Polly Pocket one. Uh, mm-hmm. That was Bo Peep's friend. Just that, yeah, but like that's a nostalgia thing, though. You know, Bonnie's toys. Like I didn't care for Bonnie's toys at all. No, I don't like her toys. Really, I don't. Uh, the toys that she had before Woody and the gang came along. Mm-hmm. Like it. Also, it kind of goes back to the comedy too, where. Some of the toys just have some really malicious designs, and I know that I know that that's a little like, whoa, Logan, what are you talking about? But like, there, there was a no, running right. joke. There was a running joke. Yeah, that like, they wanted to get the dad arrested. Yeah, arrested. They wanted to get the dad, Bonnie's dad, arrested, and that's how they would like, um, you know, buy more time for Woody. Yeah. And it was like they kept on, they kept going at it. Like these Bonnie's toys really wanted to get this dad arrested. It's like why. It's so weird, and people laughed, but it's like that's really weird and malicious. Yeah, and it was just out of place, you know, for the for the movie. And it so. said something about the characters too. Mm-hmm. Um, it just said that they were kind of not that great, um, or at least made some unrealistic decisions. So I would have liked to have seen the characters that we love, right? And perhaps we're biased, you know, because it is that nostalgia effect that we have. There is we, some we, of that. Yeah, we love these characters. We grew up with these characters, and I know part of it too. Like with Mr. Potato Head, the uh, the voice actor. Uh, who voiced him passed away in mm-hmm. in the meantime but you know between the last movie and this movie so i know that they used bits and pieces of stuff that they that he had recorded and just had behind and kind of threw it in there so i, I get that mm-hmm. but still it's it would be nice to just a little bit yeah. more and and then even the the goodbye that they all had that didn't even do that them those characters justice so spoiler warning guys the big decision that woody has to make basically it's all come down to this, and he can either choose to go with Bo Peep and live the rest of his life as a lost toy, or he can go back to Bonnie and with Who the rest of the gang. doesn't even love him to begin with? I mean, yeah, she's already <laughs> lost interest. Like, there's he's so already, much yeah, in the future Yeah, I mean, there. he's already become a lost toy at the start of the movie. Pretty much. You know, or a forgotten toy. And he decides, I thought that basically we were going to get the hunky-dory happy ending that I'm so used to seeing with kids' movies. I thought that we were going to see... Bonnie, or uh, not Bonnie, Bo Peep, and the toys that she ended up finding, the other lost Mm -hmm. toys, I thought they were going to go with Bonnie, because that's what happened in Toy Story 3. Right. But it didn't. Woody actually decided to go with Bonnie and leave, or not Bonnie, sorry, Bo Peep, and go away from Bonnie, which was really surprising. I mean, that was a complete turnaround. Did that catch you by surprise? Yeah, for Woody, well, because... You, if you remember, like in the, all the previous movies, Woody's purpose in life was being with a kid. That's all they ever wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see that he's got this internal conflict going on from the beginning of the movie because he he is no longer wanted by by Bonnie, and he misses Andy. And and again, he's meant Andy's brought up um, 
a couple times, not a lot during the movie, but mm-hmm. it's the entire time, it's not about Woody trying to save Forky. It's about Woody trying to come to terms with the fact that he's he's not a favorite toy anymore. You know? So what does he do now? Yeah, what's your yeah. purpose after you've fulfilled your purpose? Right. I mean, so that do you go off what? and die? Do you, what do you do? I mean, do you nobody, stay in a closet the, the rest of your life, you know? Nobody really knows. Uh, so that's a really, honestly, that's mm-hmm. a hard thing to process for adults even. Yeah. You know, because we, we don't even know. Um, but anyway, that's why I say it's my favorite thing and my least favorite thing, though, because the goodbye is way too short. Mm-hmm. So I... I, I don't know, like, I, I, this is why I put so much stock into that one joke that went on for too long. If they would have just gotten rid of that freaking joke and they left more time mm-hmm. for these characters to say goodbye, because these are characters that have grown up together with each other. And these are characters that we grew up with and fell in love with. These are characters that we played with mm-hmm. and we fell in love with physically. I know that sounds really weird, but no, we care right. about these guys. And, and we the want to see a good goodbye. Right, and... and- the goodbye was short-lived. It, um, mm-hmm. There's no denying that. And it almost didn't feel like a goodbye. Now, this was my argument earlier mm-hmm. when we spoke about this. It felt like um, like they were saying, I'll see you later. Like they knew that they were going to see each other eventually at some point, you know, which I guess would be likely considering all the stunts that they pulled in, in previous movies. I mean, yeah. they, they seem to always ha- find a way. Um, but it, it, it didn't do these characters, these people, or people, listen to me, these toys that have been around. Doesn't that say something? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't that I say mean, something, though? Like, you call it a person. Right. Because they, they are basically the, people. Right. They think. They they have emotions. They can, mm-hmm. they feel. But anyways, it, it doesn't do these they characters do who've justice. been together for so long justice. No, not at all. It was very disappointing. But what you actually kind of convinced me that maybe I was wrong, like, cause I was convinced it was a goodbye, a farewell. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you brought up toy story two, all the crazy stuff that happened and even toy story one, like they kind of could navigate their way and fix some of their problems independently of like adult humans. I mean, yeah. In the second movie for Pete's sake, they drove a cart, a luggage cart, from the airport back to... Aunt- how did they find Andy's house? Good point. <laughs> you know, how did they find the, the toy shop? I mean, these are toys. <laughs> but, the, you know what I mean? If there's a will, there's a way, I guess. That's the facts of life. So after Annalie mentioned that, I was like, hmm, you might be right, actually. Maybe they will see each other again. Yeah. So, so but maybe anyway. it is a happy... I mean, that's what we all like to think, is that they'll be reunited and... Yeah. In any case, uh, I was just satisfied that they didn't go with the whole hunky-dory. Ah, look, everybody's yeah. happy. Hey, we're going with Bonnie. Hey, everything's safe. Everything's predictable. I, I know that I say that no, a lot. It, I don't like predictability in movies. But it was a so. nice little twist. A nice so. twist. Yeah, I just wish it lasted a little bit right. longer. And there was one more thing that I forgot to mention. Uh, Gabby Gabby. She was the antagonist. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that was, I, in my opinion, I think that that was one of the strongest things in the movie was this antagonist. I don't feel good calling her a villain. Villain, the connotation with that is just so negative and evil. Right. She's, I mean, she was kind of, she was kind of ag- terrifying. Okay. At the beginning, I, but you could tell that she's, she herself has this internal conflict. I mean, yeah. this is a toy that has never been played with before because yes. she has, she was defective, mm-hmm. you know, from, from the start um, her voice boss did, did not work right she it, wanted it, it to, was very it, it very demonic almost i mean you, but you could oh, tell yeah. like, nobody would want to play with this poor doll because of the voice box yeah and she wanted so desperately 
to to be with a, with a little girl to have a child of her own and so she tries to steal Woody's toy box and in or the end voice box voice box excuse yeah. me and in the end um he decides to sacrifice his voice box to get Forky back um which again says a lot about Woody's character in general mm-hmm. so and i mean that in itself that depreciates the value of Woody to begin with because he, it's like in that moment he accepted the fact that he was no longer going to be played with. I think that's when he really made that decision was Maybe. when he sacrificed his voice box. Maybe. But anyways, I mean, Logan convinced me to, to appreciate Gabby Gabby because at first I yeah. thought she was just this a creepy crazy. antagonist. Yeah. But I, I hardly ever cry at movies. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I, I will get a little choked up sometimes, but it takes something very emotional for me to cry. And th- spoiler warning again. When basically Woody was saying, why don't you come with us? Bonnie would love to play with you. She's like, let's do it. Sure, I guess. I mean, are you sure I'm not going to get rejected again? Because there was a trial to see, you know, now that she has Woody's voice box, is the granddaughter of the woman who owns the antique shop going to accept her and play with her? She ends up just throwing her away, even though she has a good voice box now. And so that was really scary for her. It's like, wow, I don't know if anybody's ever going to accept me now. Woody's like, Bonnie will do it. Bonnie will probably play with you. (laughs) Probably. Um, And so they're getting ready to go. And on the way there, they're going through the carnival. And then there's this little girl who's lost. And she's crying and she's terrified. And Gabby Gabby says, I'm going to stay with her. And Woody's like, are you sure? Mm Because the easy safe way out would be just to go with bonnie i mean just honestly just walking over and going to somebody as a toy is risky but she said you know what i need to comfort her and i want to do this instead and the girl sees gabby gabby and falls in love with her and takes her to the police and whoever's there um so that made me really upset in a good way because i grew up with a lot of toys and I'm not afraid to admit, I'm not ashamed to admit that I have some stuffed animals that I took with me to college because I grew up with these things and I love them and I have very happy memories with them. I think it really goes to show that, yes, this is a tangible item. This is something that is not going to last, but the memories that you make with them last forever. And I know that that sounds so cheesy, but it is so true. Yeah, but Toy Story has been doing that since the very first movie. Mm -hmm. They've They've left us with that that feeling that we and it's weird how a movie can connect to so many different people from different walks of life you know and different stages of their yeah, life because we've all had that one toy we that, all have that one toy yeah. that we can't get rid of or we can't get out of our minds mm-hmm. if we've lost that toy that's just a tragedy exactly i mean it still affects us as adults and i think it also highlights how impactful something good happening and it doesn't even necessarily have to be a toy just something good happening to somebody when they're at a really bad time in their life i mean that's gonna positively affect them for the long run and that's that's how humans are yeah so we we like to mark things and clarify when certain things happen and this represents that thing that's how we are i like i like that about us honestly i think it's very interesting so this takes us to the grading how do we grade this thing so We've got suspense, visual, soundtrack, composition, setting, characters, slash voice acting, originality, message, realism, and story. Mm-hmm. Let's start with suspense. I gave it an eight. It was never super suspenseful. Right. I mean, the the twist at the end was, I think, the best. It was like, whoa. Oh, yeah, it was the best element of suspense, for lack of better terms. Definitely. Yeah. Otherwise, everything was pretty, like, so, yeah. Visuals. 
10. Oh, yeah. Easy 10. 100%. We already talked about how good it is compared to the 1995 first movie. It is night and day. Exactly. And something that I really liked about it was how um, it really highlighted another thing. How, you know, just the seemingly mundane everyday items in life can really be amazing. Because at the antique store, there's a moment where... Bo Peep and Woody are just looking at some of the chandeliers and cheap lamps, and it's beautiful. And, I mean, if that was us, we wouldn't look at it that way. We just got to look at it from a different perspective. And there's a lot of beauty in everyday things that we just don't appreciate. Soundtrack, we give a nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Newman came back. That was awesome. Uh, classic. It was only used at the beginning and end. Otherwise, um, the rest of the soundtrack was fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing really to note there. Uh, composition did everything was everything arranged in a way that made sense mm-hmm. yes, yes everything was. was made in a way that made sense except for the goodbye right there's a couple things to in the movie that were a little off yeah a little that bit they weird. didn't really touch up on yeah like so the moment when woody was talking with forky about andy yeah he just the minute he mentioned andy it cut and we don't hear again, again about andy really until later on in the movie right which is disappointing so we give that a nine Setting, gave it a 10. I thought it was very creative. Mm -hmm. Uh, Using the antique store as a place where the antagonists are. And there's also a carnival where all the action happens. It was colorful. It was exciting. Colorful, exciting compared to antique stores where it's a little bit more muted, Mm -hmm. I think. So that's honestly, it's color theory too. And I don't know about you, but you can can feel and smell the dust in the antique store. I think that kind of plays back on the the visuals and the visual effect. I love that smell movie. I love that smell. But that's the thing. You, you, it's just weird. I don't know. Pixar is just weird in general. In a good way, I think. And then characters are voice acting. Um, I gave it an eight. I thought Woody, Tim, not Tim Allen, uh, Tom Tom Hanks. Hanks. After 25 years, he still sounds the same. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. I mean, it still sounds like the same Woody. That's fantastic. Tim Allen is a little bit rocky, I think. You can tell he's getting a little bit older. He also didn't have as many lines. But And then Annie Potts, she played Bo Peep uh, for all the movies. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was completely different voice actresses, but it's not. I think that that is probably part of the delivery and part part of its time that's passed. And it's also, like, the writing's different. Her Mm -hmm. character's different, so... But otherwise, it was solid, yeah. I thought. Eight. I think everyone's just getting old now. Yeah. So, Originality was an 8 as well, because most of the movie was predictable. Like, characters acted in a way that we pretty much predicted, which makes sense for composition. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the story, it, it suffers. The story suffers a little bit because of that, and so does originality. Right. And I, I don't think they really could be as original as, as they wanted to be, just mm-hmm. because it has to follow a certain guidelines that the movie's already established for themselves yeah so that, you, you can't be as original no that's a handicap yeah. with sequels it's always a handicap and then uh then we have message good messages mm-hmm. we didn't have enough time to soak them in though right so, everything was happening very fast so that's a definite eight i it would have been a nine if we just had more time uh, to soak them in realism realism um i thought it was we gave it an eight Again, uh, again, it, most things made sense. There were just some things that were forced, totally forced. Um, some character yeah. decisions were just forced, just and lame, lame, and <laughs> like I don't know. It and then just, the over the overall stories, yeah. And then the story was an eight as well. Um, I love that there's that goodbye at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right; it, it could have been expanded on more. It needed. I feel like it really needed to be more than that, though. Um, and again, it comes back to the rest of everything was pretty predictable. Uh-huh. You know, 
get the guy, bring her back to the place, happy ending, you know? But it was just a little bit different than that. And everything works, everything makes sense, which is the most important thing probably. But I feel like they really needed a, to just let us soak everything in right. more. They needed to give everything more time. The things that were important, they needed to give it more time. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the stupid jokes, the stupid crap that doesn't need to be in there. You can dedicate it to that. So that was an eight for story. Final score? 86%. There we go. And another thing that I think is important is to explain that just because we're not giving this movie an A doesn't mean that it's not worth seeing. Because movies are so subjective. I, I've seen many movies that are horrible that I love. I just cannot get, I can't ac- accept the fact that, you know, I have I have to accept the fact that it's just a shoddily right. made movie, but so I love it. We're nitpicky for a reason. Yeah, and we, we're we just trying to be, to be fair. fair. Yeah. So, so would you recommend people to see this movie? Yeah, I would. Yeah, especially if you've if you've seen the Disney or the Toy Toy Story movies. Absolutely. From the start. I would actually. Or if you need something for your kids to do in the meantime. Absolutely. You like know, if you grew up watching, if you grew up watching these characters and you love these characters, mm-hmm. you need to watch this movie because I we talked about it. I don't think that they're going to make another movie after this. No. I mentioned, I think I mentioned, like, they might do a little, like, short TV mm-hmm. series or whatever, like they did with Cars, but aside from that, I don't think, you know, Disney shorts, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, other, other than that, I don't know. I mean, how much, I, I honestly think it comes down to how much they can profit off of it. If they can continue to profit off of this, then they'll push it. Probably, so. yeah, but, but yeah, I think that's that pretty much, it, it was a good movie. We'll see it, and let us know what you think when you see it. We want to yeah. know. Tell us uh, how you felt about that goodbye. Uh, tell us if Gabby Gabby was as creepy as Annalie says that she is. <laughs> I thought she was creepy. Her minions were creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That goes without saying. Her little minion dolls were very creepy. But, uh, yeah. yeah how did like Gabby? Maybe it's whole Annabelle-esque going on, you know. Yeah. So I, it, was, it was funny and interesting, but I, I thought Gabby Gabby was good. I like her. But, yeah. Yeah, let us know what you guys think. And uh, we'll what see. Mo- so what movie are we... Are we watching next time? I'm thinking we're going to probably see Stuber. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see Stuber. That one's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. It's another comedy. A take on Uber, you know. I don't think that there's take. been anything like that, really. Mm-hmm. So. We'll find out. That's coming up. Next week. Yeah. Next week. We'll see you guys. This was fun. Thank you, Logan. <laughs> this yeah. is the time when we talk about how much we appreciate each other. Yeah, I appreciate you so much. (laughs) So join us next week. Remember to give us a like and let us know what you guys think in the comments, the comment section. Yeah. See you next week on Popcorn Talk. See you later.